0: Thank you so much to everyone who has shared their thoughts on the podcast. I'm looking forward to incorporating your suggestions, including having a website and bonus content. In the meantime, you can share more thoughts by filling out the survey in the description, reviewing the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com newspeciespod. Welcome to the New Species Podcast. I'm your host, Zoe Albion. On this podcast, we learn about recent discoveries of species that are new to science, but not necessarily new to nature. We ask scientists how they found these new species and why they matter. We learn about what makes a new species and hear some behind-the-scenes stories along the way. So join us as we explore the biodiversity of our planet and the scientists who help us better understand it. Welcome to the New Species Podcast. I'm your host, Zoe Albion, and I'm here today with Dr. Kiko Gomez, a researcher out of Barcelona, Spain. He's here today to tell me about his paper, published in the June 20th issue of Zookeys, in which he and his co-authors describe a new species of ant in the Fidole pulchella group. This species description is part of a much larger study and revision of afrotropical ants. Welcome, Kiko. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
1: Hi, thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Before we turn to your species, I'm actually so curious, how did you first become interested in studying ants?
1: Oh, well, I've been always uh, fond of uh, insects in general, but uh, I read a book a book by Edward Wilson, uh, Journey to the Ants, and it's a fantastic book. If you, if you read it, you, you, you get hooked. And uh, I spoke to to Doctor Xavier Espadaler in Barcelona, who has been working in ants for 50 years here. And uh, I tried to work with him, and he said okay. And uh, I've been working with him since 20 25 years ago. So for me, it was a discovery, and I'm so 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 happy to have uh, learned from him all of these years.
0: And, and what brought you specifically to the ants of Cote d'Ivoire, the Ivory Coast, or um, to afrotropical ants in general?
1: Well, I've been, I've been working in, in, in European, in North African ants, in Morocco ants, with, with Dr. Spadre for maybe 10 years. But, but in 2010, I had to stop because of personal reasons, mainly the kids. And uh, when I rejoined in 2016, I said, OK, I want to do something different because in Europe taxonomies, almost all of it is done. And there is, a, there is a, a lot of people is working here. So I analyzed if, if working in South America or working in, in, uh, in Africa, and I discovered that uh, the afrotropical region is untouched. It's, it's, nothing is known. And uh, there is, well, in the afrotropical region, we know something like uh, 2,700 species, something like that. But uh, our estimate is, is that the real number is going to double that even more. There are several reasons to this. The first one is that uh, in the Afro-Tropical region, nobody is working there. Nobody sampling, and uh, there are no, no local taxonomies, except in, in Southern Africa. In Southern Africa, there are three people, Peter Hawkes, Robertson, and, and Dr. Uh, Bayana, that are working in sampling there, in Southern Africa mostly. But for instance, in Western Africa, nothing, no, no, nobody is working there. N- nothing is known. Since the, the, the last uh, samples there were, were from uh, Dr. Bolton, who is the main mineral in Africa. And uh, it's from the 80s, something like that, the, the, the last things that, that he got. And for instance, in, in London, which is the main museum for Afrotropical lands, almost all of the samples are from the 80s and 90s. In the last uh, 30 years, nobody has worked there. So you have this thing that nobody has sampled there, nobody's working taxonomy there, and there is a lot of uh, things to be discovered. There are a lot of things to be discovered there. So it's the perfect miss just to go there and work. And that's what I did. In 2016, I, I went to Senegal to sample, to the mountains of Senegal in the border with Guinea. And I was amazed. I was amazed because if you are used to the paleotropic or the Nearctic Near where in a good day, you can find something like 25 species, something like that. Uh, I found uh, something like uh, 200 species and almost uh, 10, 15% are new, new to science. So, and I have also done another Where's there. For, for instance, uh, in the, the mixing in, in the tropical region, in the forest, is that you have two-thirds of the species in the soil and one-third in the canopy. And nobody has ever sampled the canopy in Africa maybe some small ones, but nobody has one there. And I I, I am lucky to work with uh, Dr. Wouter de Koenig de Koenig in in Brussels, and he sent me some uh, canopy fogging ants from Guinea. Just nine trees. In nine trees, uh, we found uh, more than 100 species, but in one single tree, we found 53 species. So the diversity is amazing. It's, it's, I think it's, if, not, if it's not a world record, it's something like that. I think that in, in Papua New Guinea, they found something like 55, something like that. But uh, the numbers are astonishing. And uh, everywhere I go, I, I keep finding new new species. I have gone to, to five countries by now, and I have always find, found something new. I just came back from Gambia and sampling in the city, in Banjul. We found two new species there by now, so it's, it's it's something incredible. Wow! That's the reason why I'm working there.
0: That's amazing. The ants that you're studying in this paper are part of Myrmacinae. Really, it's a really morphologically diverse family.
1: Yes, the the, the thing we found is that uh, when, when what I was uh, tried to, to explain when somebody asked me, oh. How do you differentiate one ant from the other? I say, okay, don't think, uh, when you think about ants, don't think something like uh, dogs, and you try to separate uh, dogs' species. No, 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 no. Think about mammals. The diversity is huge. It's, it's the same difference that you could find between a bat and, 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 and an elephant. And uh, for instance, in, in the whole number of mammals in, in the whole world is something like 8,000 species. And for birds, is 11,000. In ants, we have now 15,000, 15,000. But, but the, the difference is that in mammals and in birds, uh, almost everything has been discovered. In ants, we think that the, the number is going to be much bigger. I'm telling you, 30,000, something like that. You know that in insects the number are, are, are completely, bl- blow your mind, no? So the, the milmesine are completely different from, from another. Well, when you have an ant, the thing that separate the ants from, oh, from another insect is that they have a petiole. A petiole is a thing between the thorax, the mesosoma, and the caster. Okay? Uh, there, there's something in there. In the mimicine, you have two instead of one. So it's very easy to spot them. And uh, they are uh, very, very diverse. Very, very diverse. The, the half of the ants in, in the tropical region are mimicine. and they are the most uh, diverse everywhere. For each family, I think that uh, is in in every region, is the most diverse by far, by far.
0: And tell us about the Polkella group. What is it and what makes this group interesting?
1: Okay, as I was telling you, in the Afrotropical region, nothing is known. Almost nothing is known. And the the fact is that if you get the, the nine most diverse genera, six out of the nine, have never been revised. Nobody has touched them, okay? And it's something like more than 1,000 species. And the thing is, Feidole is one of, of these particular groups. Nobody has has, uh, has ever revised them. So when you get a Feidole from Africa, you are not going to put a name on it, unless it's a, a very special one. Some years ago, George Fisher and Paco Ita from, from Okinawa revised uh, a, par- a very particular group into the fedor Fedol has something like 200 species more than 200 species and this particular group has the two three species and they added another seven. how to separate them from the the rest of the fedol okay they, they have very long spines in the propodium very long and in the mesosoma you have a particular trait okay so they look like all of the other fedor but they are very special in one of two characteristics so you can differentiated from the other, and just where the particular. And the, the Pulkela group was revised uh, some years ago, six, seven years ago. So we know what we don't know in the, in the Pulkela group. In the rest of the Feidole, we don't know what we, what we know. <laughs> <laughs> if you find the Feidole, you, you're, it's, it's so difficult, so difficult. But in that particular group, you know if what you have is new or not. And when we went to Ivory Coast, we discovered this particular ant. Which belongs to this particular group and we can we could be sure that yes it's a new species and and we put the name on it
0: and these ants were collected in the thai national park uh, which is a really incredible really biologically diverse area um, and it contains one of the last areas of primary rainforest in all of west africa
1: yes in fact this is amazing that that place is really amazing I think is the is the biggest uh, primary forest in Western Africa by far by far and uh, it's very difficult to to to, to get there so yeah, just uh, to let you know traveling from from the from the capital to the Tai village which is in the entrance of the forest takes two days and the and the second day is just something like 160 kilometers by a, a sandy road and it's very, very difficult to to get there. And it's near the border with Liberia, and uh, Liberia was in a a horrible civil war. So it was not recommended to go there. And in 2011, in Ivory Coast, also they had a a, a civil war, so nobody was living in the park since 2011. The situation was a little bit difficult to get there. But we went there, no problem at all. Uh, I went with, uh, I contacted with uh, two people there at university, fantastic uh, scientists and mythologists and, and persons. And, and they are Professor Giocolo and Lombardo Ku. And Lombardo Ku and I went there to, to, to sample the ants. And uh, everything was smooth, except the, the, the fact that uh, <laughs> we had no, no, no mobile connection. So we, we were isolated for, for two weeks. You are in a pristine rainforest, and the sleeping there was something incredible. With so much diverse everything, you, you have everything there. So for me, it was a, 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 a true experience, and I'm very grateful to, to the people that that, that led like me along the something there. So very nice, very very nice. And the, and the and the diversity there is, is is something incredible. Something you you just have to be there and and, and check everything because it's it's incredible.
0: I can only imagine. Um, and you mentioned briefly addressing the canopy, but how does one go about collecting ants?
1: Yes, the the, the thing is collecting ants, in the photopic region in particular, you have to collect everything because you don't know what's new or not. If you're sampling in Europe, you can go collecting this particular ant or this particular genus or whatever. But there you have to collect everything and then check. And, and what we were doing there, we were collecting there for nine days and we we did mainly uh, leaf litter because we didn't have the the resources to, to to do canopy fogging, for instance. And and we collected just in the leaf litter something like 220 species, something like that. So the real number there is going to be something like 400 species in in the forest, which is 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 not the 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 highest number of of species in the world, but it's it's really close. But the thing is that. Uh, as nobody sampling there, nobody knows. Nobody really knows. But in the in, as, as I was telling you, in the samplings that I'm doing in Africa and, and Peter Hawkes and all of these people, we know that uh, it, a lot is going is going to be discovered in <laughs> in the next years. So no, no, it's it's is really incredible. For instance, uh, I'm revising with with Peter Hawkes and in time with Brian Fisher with all, all of these people that it's uh, fantastic scientists and and they are the, 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 true, the true experts in, in different tropical region. And the, the thing is that uh, we are revising now three, three genera, uh, Parasyschia, Sasphinctus, and Pristomirmex. And Pristomirmex, for instance, has five species, we are adding another four. In Sphinctus, there are three, we are adding another four. And in Parasyschia, there are 14, we are adding 51. So the thing is that in, in some of this material is from Chai. So in particular, the, in, in sasphinctus, with three described species, we found two new species in Thai. So my guess is that in every genus that, that, that you sample there, you are going to find some.
0: Wow. And so you use pitfall traps or?
1: Yes. We, we, the, the protocol we follow is something like the old protocol that says that for leaf litter, you have to plant uh, in every side, you have to plant 20 pitfalls, 20 winklers, and then collect by hand. And what we do is the pit for the Winklers, then we try, we, we break some twigs because some particular species live, lives there in, in the nests, in the, in the twigs, and whatever, uh, rotten logs, uh, they live everywhere. And, and you, you, you try to find them anywhere you can.
0: Do you ever run into any snakes or other creatures?
1: Yes, yes, of course. Yes, of course. And in fact, it, it was funny because, you know, I'm European and, and for me, the rainforest is something oh, mythical, no? And, uh, and we have two two very good uh, uh, guides there. Uh, Monsieur, Monsieur Ulai, which is the, the, the guide there. Uh, and the, my first question every day was Monsieur Olai, what am I going to die today? And, and he always said, oh, you're going to die of this or of this. And and it it was, I I never had any real danger because you know the, the first thing you do is you make a lot of noise so everything disappears, <laughs> and you are happy with it. But but uh, no, the, the, we found some snakes, yes, some, some snakes there and also in Ghana we found some snakes. But the, the thing is that you are surrounded with life. There, there, there's everything there. But I have ne- never I never felt real danger there. But for instance. There are a lot of Leopards there, just living there in the in the park, but I never saw one. And the, what we were about to, to what we found was chimpanzees, for instance. So no, no real danger, no real danger. And, and, and the thing is that my guides were always covering me, you know. They never left me alone, and you know, I'm the silly white guy there in the forest. So <laughs> they, they took good care of me. Yeah, yeah.
0: Nine days in one of the best national parks in the world. Uh, and you identified them. And in the process of identification, you took really high-quality stacked photographs. And you also made some 3D models.
1: Yes, but not me. The thing is that uh, what I can do is uh, I try to identify, I collect and try to identify. But the, the thing here is that uh, the, the four people I told you, Dr. Brian Fisher, Dr. Pacoita, uh, Peter Hawks, and me mainly, and Wouter Rekonic, we work together. And for instance, for the images, I send them to California to, to, to Dr. Brian Fisher or to Pacoita, who was working in Okinawa. And, and they, do the, they have the means to, 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 to do the, the images and also the, the 3D scan in Okinawa. And, the, and that's how it works. If, if I think that something is, is good or is interesting, I send it to them and, and they do it. They, they have the means to do it. I don't have it.
0: And so what is the importance of taking the photographs and making the models?
1: No, it's, it's fantastic because, for instance, as you have no keys for, for most of the important groups in, in Africa in particular, uh, you need something apart from the, from the type to, 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 identify, to, to identify the species. And there is, a, in, in the AND world, there is a, a, a web page, which is Ant Web, with have a, has have a repository of almost all of the ANT types uh, in the world. The, they have almost ninety something percent of all the types imaged in very good resolution, and the, and the responsible is Brian Fisher in California. And the, that's the thing where what we try to do is we keep adding types to that repository, so you have there the images, and at least you can compare your your ants with the with the with the repository. And the thing that Pacoeta is trying is trying to do he's, he's trying to create a 3d model a, a repository of every type with a 3d scan so you can you can have access to a lot of more detail in, in external and internal uh, morphology. so it's going to be amazing. I think that uh, he, he is going he's a, he's the leading writing a paper This going to, to to be I think that's going to be published in for a month, something like that, with 3D images of every angina. So is going to be a very good one.
0: I'll have to look out for it. One question I have uh, that's kind of uh, unique to your taxa. Um, so, so ants are so different from other taxa because they have the worker and the non-worker designations. So uh, I noticed in your paper, you talk a lot about that. So how does that affect the description process?
1: Yes, in the Phaedoleis, is a very particular uh, genus because it's dimorphic. You have the, the, the majors or the soldiers, sometimes they are called, with very big heads because they need a lot of muscle to move the, the huge mandibles they have. And then you have the typical workers, which are completely different. So you have to describe both. And in fact, you need to describe the major because the, 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 the minors, we call them the, the, the typical workers, are very, very similar. And uh, but in ants you have another problem that you, are, you also have. You know that in ants the workers don't reproduce, so you have another two cases: the that, that do reproduce, which is males and queens. And if you are lucky enough to find the queens and the males, you can also display them. But uh, it's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening because they are very difficult to find and. I, I I don't know, but maybe in in Africa less than five percent of the species uh, have a, a a sexual case described or, or a, either a queen or a or a male. And and nobody's doing it because it's it's impossible to separate them as you don't have keys or whatever. If you find an isolated queen, it's impossible to put a name on it.
0: Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, you and your colleagues must have such a high level of expertise because I imagine that many people would say, oh, this this ant has such large mandibles. It must be a different species than this other one, which has reduced mandibles. Um, But you have to know this caste system.
1: Yes, that's that's a problem sometimes <laughs> with the with, with this kind of of, of well, in Fe, in Feudal, you know that uh, you you have uh, two different cases. But for instance, we have found uh, well, Peter Hox has found a Pristomyrmex in, in 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 Tanzania, and Pristomyrmex is monomorphic; it's it, it, it has only one case. But he has found the with two cases; it's dimorphic. So. How do you separate them? You, you, you cannot, you have to find them in the same nest. When, when they are in the same nest, maybe, maybe they are the same species because you also, have, you also have some parasitic species, something like that. But it's fun, it's fun, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, and uh, how did you and your team name the new species?
1: Yes, the uh, Pulkela, the, the group Pulkela means beautiful in 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 Latin because it's 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 a very slender it's very slender. are something like stocky and, and and they have spines but very short spines and pulchella are very slender and the spines are very long. So they, 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 they are there's some beauty in, in them and uh, and the name we put uh, Fedole like claman claman is the word beauty in the local language in Boule. So it's wow. the beautiful land from from Ivory Coast.
0: That's very magical <laughs> And so with all this in mind, uh, why is biodiversity discovery so important? And why does your discovery matter?
1: Yes, the thing is, I read uh, somewhere that if you're a taxonomist working now, especially in the tropics, the, the feeling that you have is that you're working, you're a librarian working in, the, in, in Alexandria the day that it was burned. So... The thing is that we are trying. Particularly me, I am trying to 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 describe everything I can, because some of them aren't there anymore. I have some ants from some places that uh, this these places do not exist. So we are describing. I was t- talking to to Pacoita the other day, and and it's something like uh, we are describing zombie ants because they aren't there anymore. So for me, it's a, it's a, it's a way of saying okay, we're living here. And uh, it's beautiful, it's diverse, and this is what we have. It's the first step to knowing, you know? And, uh, okay, the, the, that's what we are trying to do, but uh, it's it's hard sometimes, it's very hard sometimes, knowing that uh, you are describing something that is not there anymore. For instance, uh, I think that in, in in Madagascar, something like 95% of the forest has disappeared. And, uh, and Dr. Brian Fisher is working there since, so many years, he has described something like 1,000 species, something like that, from, from there. And I don't know the number, but a huge number of, I wouldn't say huge, but some of them aren't there anymore, so it's a mixed feeling, you know.
0: <laughs> There's the, the joy of the discovery, the sort of sadness.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and you, you see it in, in, in Africa because the well, in Europe, of course, but in in Africa, because when you go to a real uh, untouched place, you see it's magical. You see it's completely different, and the diversity is so huge, and and the the the, the animals living there are so different. And it, it's really it, it it's really ah, I have the the, the syndrome. No, you, you you go there to the to the forest, and you are so amazed by by. Everything that's there, and when you collect something, and and you think that you are going to collect ten species, and you collect fifty species in one place, it's so diverse. It's just it's oh, it's incredible, and and the and all of this is disappearing. You, you can see in in tai, for instance, the road goes straight and parallel to the to the forest, and you and you see the edge, you see the forest, and then nothing. And just thinking that all of that was a real forest for kilometers and kilometers and kilometers, hundreds of kilometers. The diversity that had to be there and, and the, oh, it has to be something incredible. It's incredible now, but it's a, a small incredible, you know, and, and in Thai, in Thai, in, in, in Tha- it's so big, you can still feel the wonder. But uh, if you go to to, to some uh, smaller places, you see, oh, this is not as good as it should be. But you deal with what you have. So,
0: I mean, you and your colleagues are adding so much to that appreciation. certainly. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Kiko. It's a pleasure to talk to you.
1: No, thank you. Thank you. And and thank you for your podcast. I didn't know about it. And and, and, and I'm getting to speed with it now. It's so interesting. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're doing fantastic work.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, Is there anything else that you feel like we didn't cover?
1: Uh, No, just uh, if you allow me, just give thanks to, to, to all of these people that allow me to work with them. To Brian Fisher, to Pacoita, to Buter de Koenig, and uh, Peter Hox, which are the main experts, but also to, to the to, to the to the African uh, experts that uh, I'm working there, and especially to Professor Yokolo in, in, in Ivory Coast, Lombarkoku who is also a, 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 a describer of the new species in Ivory Coast, but also to Benusten Sengimani in Rwanda, who is working with us, and now I'm, I'm beginning to work in Gambia with Professor uh, Mamadou Diallo. So thank you so much for allowing me and and taking care of me when I was there. So thank you so much.
0: Kiko Gomez's paper, Fidole Clamen, a new addition from Ivory Coast to the Afrotropical Polchella Species Group, is in the June 20th, 2022 issue of *ZooKeys*. See the episode details for an open access link to the paper and to learn more about Kiko and his work. You can also view 3D images of several of the type specimens from this paper on Dryad, a community-led repository. Links in the description. Thanks for listening to this episode of the New Species Podcast. This podcast was created by Brian Patrick and is edited and produced by Zoe Albion. If you would like to support us, please consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com newspeciespodcast and if you'd like to get in touch with questions or feedback, please email us at newspeciespodcast at gmail dot com.